0: Everything Comes From Something is an unoriginal podcast about unoriginality because everything truly does come from something. I am one of your hosts, Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And we are so glad that you are here joining us, listening to the show. If you'd like to support us,
1: subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and share the show with your friends and family.
0: If you have a couple bucks to throw our way, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast. And with no further ado, welcome to the show. You know, Cameron, I don't think I've ever seen your jaw drop harder than when I was talking to you about the Angry Birds 2 movie and how <laughs> oh, yeah. it has a high rating on, what was it, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, it had like a 72 on Rotten Tomatoes. That shocked you so much. Why? You hate Angry Birds? No, it's just like,
1: I, well, yeah, I do kind of hate Angry Birds. I, although, do you remember when Angry it, Birds 1 came out? it was a hit it was 99 cents there wasn't like a bunch of ads and stuff right, right. you didn't have to like pay for your birds or whatever how many <laughs> f- 99 cents for an extra fling of birds yeah exactly um so it, and like it came out it was interesting there was some there was some fun different gameplay elements right you had the big birds you had the bomb birds you had the, the glass birds and the wood birds you know all that that was neat it was neat yeah um but then it j- just got adopted by all the normies, and then they made two movies Do about it. Do you remember
0: it. when Angry Birds infested everything that lived and breathed? I mean, like, you walked into a Target, and there were just plush Angry Birds piled up. Do you know what i was? talking about? It was insane. It was insane. It was, was like, like Minions. Every... It was Minions before Minions. Yes, Minions before Minions. Yeah. I think that's a perfect description. I like the first Angry Birds. I actually really like, there's this game called Bad Piggies. Did you ever play that? Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I never It did. was a better game. for oh, okay. for In my perspective, I, I just thought... It reminded me of the Flash games I used to play on armor games and whatnot, but the oh, whole concept of yes. Bad Piggies is that you build a car, and that car has to somehow get through a chorus. <laughs> um, and sometimes you could add nitro or, like, a little thing that blows air to push it, but most of the time you just had to design the car within, like, a, a, a nine-block... Matrix, mm-hmm. um, and make sure that the pigs didn't fall out and die. And so the whole point mm-hmm. of the game was to try to build a vehicle that could last, and it would start at a nine-square matrix and then kind of expand out to like much bigger cars
1: that you had to build. So, stuff. see, this is a this is a bit of a derailment, but I think it's a fun one. I remember absolutely loving those those like um web flash game websites, the like mini clip and addictinggames.com and like those those websites i don't think kids nowadays even know what that is or have have that same experience cuz all they're all they're doing is playing flappy bird on their phone you know what i mean they, or they is flappy bird still no, on no, 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 the no. store I, no i think it was taken off it was actually. taken off yeah he was
0: like oh, i'm so tired of being rich my artistic <laughs> creation has been ruined by the mainstream oh
1: yeah it's but, ruined
0: my life oh gosh anyway no one remembers
1: your name dude but, I guess, that's the truth but here's the thing is he's rich okay Just, and he spent way less time than the people who made um fat cat you know what i mean What's Fat Cat? It was on uh, miniclip.com. Oh, is that the same idea? Yeah, it's a. It was a. It was a, a. It wasn't a twin stick shooter, but it was like no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the same idea. But it was a game, and it was the art style was super cool. It was you played as like a ship, and you would like you would you know yeah you'd float around or whatever. It was awesome. It was so much fun. There were- and I remember there was this game called um, Motherload. Do you know Motherload? No, I'll tell you the the flash games I played on. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Motherload, you played as a as a miner on Mars, uh-huh. right? But it was like a miner robot, um, and so you would drill down, and you would have to manage your f- fuel and your, um, your your something else, and then you would you would pick up um, like different metals, and then you would
0: go back and sell them it sounds familiar i played a game that was like you were a ufo that ate a bunch of horses and cows and people and you just keep sucking up and abducting things that was fun i don't remember what that was called Mm -hmm. i actually played a lot of games on this website called nitrome or nit nitrom or nitrome or something Mm -hmm. like that they still make games on mobile i'm telling you guys check out this developer their games are so good and the art styles are legit. What is it called? Uh Nitrom or Nitro, or Nitro spell it. N I T R O M E something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this website, they have really great uh flash games, but they also make games on the phone now and I I swear they're the best phone games I've played. They all kind of feel like Downwell if you played a game like that uh but they're just really well controlling, and sometimes they're lame, sometimes they're good. But. Well, in any case, in Motherload,
1: once you get to the bottom, you fight, you fight the devil, and it's like a secret boss fight, and you don't even know that it's there for most of the game. It's a lot of fun.
0: I used to play it a lot in class. <laughs> you know, speaking of motherlode, this episode is a mother load of crap, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to <laughs> Everything Comes From Something, episode 61. I am Isaac Ransom. We should rename the podcast to Load of Crap. <laughs> Who knows, that'll be the sequel. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And today, we are talking about video games. Not necessarily the Flash games we played, but video games that are tie-in video games to movies, or oppositely, we are going to be talking about movies that are tie-in to video games? Did I already say that? No, no. Movies, that are- games, movies, games, movies, games. That's the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like games that are based on movies and movies that are based
0: on games. Thank you for putting that so frankly. Yeah. I just realized I didn't talk about the Flash games that I played. Oh, yeah, yeah, bring it up. Um, I'll, we could just close this out because I'm sure probably one person knows what we're talking <laughs> about when we're talking about this. Uh, I played a game called Colony that was dope. Um, There was a game called Oh it's not Age of Empires It's like It's this game where it was Oh my gosh What was it called You would like Upgrade to the next generation Of warfare Do you know what I'm talking about No I have no idea Oh I, man I wish I could remember Okay it. these are the two that, that I played Rays a lot
1: blew my, Oh Raze was so much fun Yeah Oh I played that Yeah a lot All of Raze was just um, 2D Halo Yeah basically um, I played Line Rider. Loved
0: Line Rider. Really? Is oh. the one where you're sled and you, you draw the I played one that was like you drew I think so. Could you change your vehicles? Uh I don't remember. There was one where you could draw your own maps.
1: Is that what it is? Uh no. Okay, but well it... but yeah, sort of. It was like it was like you would it looked like this.
0: No. Kind of. I don't know. In I don't know case. if that's the one.
1: Um, and then I would play. I would play buddy, like kick the buddy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a dumb that game. One. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. I remember. Oh, and Pocket God. That was a phone game actually. Oh yeah, Pocket God. You know what I'm talking about? Oh man, what a throwback! throwback.
0: Does that still exist? I don't know. I'm gonna
1: download probably, that right now. <laughs> it's probably like free, and it's got a bunch of ads. You have to <laughs> you have to pay to get more. Things. Yes,
0: the little men on the island It's yeah. still 99 cents oh, Awesome, um, I might just buy that The sequels, well there's a pocket god jump um, But yeah, you have to take care of these little guys on an island That was the best, it was so good Oh wow, they've really updated You can go underwater now and look wow. for treasure Wow Wow Okay, enough about flash <laughs> games and phone games. We're, let's get back to Angry Birds. <laughs> Apparently there's two movies. Oh, that's insane to me. That, that actually blows
1: my mind. Because it, you have to think about the demographic. Who's going to pay $15 plus popcorn and drinks... Cameron, we don't have kids. ...to go see
0: the Angry Birds movie. We don't have kids. It's normies. It's normies. I'm telling it's you. It's not even normies, okay? <laughs> Listen, I got cousins. All right, They went to go see the Angry Birds movie. Or Angry Birds 2 movie. And I looked at their parents, and you know what their eyes said to me? They didn't even say a word. Their Help eyes me. said, anything to make them shut up for two hours. Anything. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I would sit through the Angry Birds 2 movie, too, if I had to. Jeez, I think it's, that's what it's for. I don't know, man. It's like, critics disagree with you, you know? They say the second one uh, is better, Cameron. Yeah. You know, I mean, it kills me. It kills Who me. are you to say? You know, it's, it's like not the like, emoji movie or something. It's like the
1: emoji movie. You know what I mean? It's like I can't, I can't deal with it. In any case, yeah, that was the highest-rated video game movie on Metacritic, Metacritic. on Metacritic. or on uh, not on Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Currently, its Metacritic score Which is sixty percent, mind. Um, and that is the critic view uh 60%. We'll see what some of the critics say. 6.8 user sh- r- score. <laughs> you know, it seems mi- it seems mixed. You know, the users enjoyed it a lot more. Um the highest review or one of the highest reviews from the Warp, Jason Solomon's says the tone in the plot takes some time to settle, but once they've hit their stride and the uh, the ad- <laughs> and the adults decide to surrender their senses and go <laughs> along for the ride, the bird and the pig unite and become uh almost affable in their daftness wait wait wait! this is in theaters right now yeah well yeah it came out recently oppositely uh zach uh hansen from san francisco chronicle holding up his dignity (laughs) says that the film is a uh, clinical product crafted on an assembly line of a studio floor with pieces plucked liberally from better movies before it um and it's crammed with a sli- with a uh, thoroughly with slight gags and wordplay that hopes you won't notice that there is no there there. I don't know what that means. I'm reading that. There's oh. like it means there's there's no substance. Ah. I don't think anyone going to see the Angry Birds movie two, which is a terrible title. <laughs> the Angry Birds movie two. I'm reading that right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh is looking for substance. I think you just you look at the title. It says "frenemies." Uh, you know, I think I think that's probably how most of the adults feel. You mean frenemies? Frenemies. Frenemies. I don't know how to w- read that word. Frenemies. I don't know how to read that word. I just you know what it looks like, Cameron. The cover actually reminds me of you and you and I. <laughs> um. You know, someone who's hugging some other guy that's very angry. Mm. You know, I think I think there might be some substance to this film. Maybe we need to go watch it or do a live uh, commentary to Angry Birds. I the Angry Birds movie too. What a what a terrible product! Terrible product. I I'm I'm not even gonna call that a movie. I'm just warning you if you are afraid of terrible products, this this uh, episode might not be for you because we're gonna be talking about pretty much terrible products thoroughly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's always been
1: kind of known that video game movies are terrible, but I think, I think it just confirms my, all of my suspicions that I can't find a single, a single video game movie that I would want to
0: watch. Or that you wouldn't have to like at least sort of force yourself to sit down with. Yeah. Oppositely, I think movie tie-in video games are getting a better track record. Now, because video games are becoming more and more expensive to make, I think that these movie tie-in games are either cheap, garbage phone games that get kind of mixed into a console or ported to a console to be very... I, I don't even know who some of these games are for. Yeah, like $10. But I would say the seventh generation of consoles, I'm talking the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Wii, had this massive plethora of tie-in, like, basically, like, franchise tie-in games. Well, I think the PS2 era did, too. I mean, yeah, it's even worse. Like, there
1: was... And not even just... I think the PS3 was the... If, if i'm i'm gonna shoot myself for saying this but the golden age of <laughs> movie tie-in games you know what i mean like there was there was a significant amount of them and some of them were actually really good well it's like it's like a uh, a bell curve
0: you know yes. something that we yes. study in in economics exactly. if the top of the bell curve is the worst which doesn't make any sense i don't know why i'm giving this example uh it, it would kind of the the worstness is at the top and it settles back to more acceptable of a game it seems like movie tie-in games started off not being so bad although you can bring up et and superman on n64 there are tie-in games like star wars um on the super nintendo those 2d side scroller sprite games can transition better um from a film adaptation because they really don't have anything to do with the movie yeah um they're just kind of they're just platformers platformers, fun platformers I, i saw a lot on the list i think the lion king game was oh, yeah. got mentioned People's, as being really good. People say that's really good. I played the Aladdin game uh, on a weird Sega handheld, <laughs> and it was kind of garbage, but I remember some people thought the Sega version I played Super Star Wars on the Game Boy, actually. Oh? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So some of those 2D side-scrollers, it was like they're so disconnected from the movie besides visual similarity, I guess you could say, like they're stealing art style or something like that. Um that they were they could focus on being a game and then you moved into sort of an era where these video games tried to simulate or recreate the film or have you replay through the movie and that doesn't translate to gameplay necessarily yeah most
1: of the time it's terrible because it's it it has to be like padded out with like either enemies that are totally not in the movie or like you know, they they just thrown a bunch of stuff that's not from the movie, but that would, that would be convincing
0: gameplay-wise, and it's very often not at all. Yeah, I mean, there's a long list of terrible movie tie-in games. Um, let's kind of go through some of these here, just to mention a few. Jurassic Park Trespasser in 1989 on the PC. I've never played this, but... Is that the game with, um, uh,
1: well, I'll just say you have to look down uh, to to find out
0: your health? I am not sure. It went for a hyper-realism game that no game had ever attempted. Of course, Steven Spielberg... Uh, was attached to this game because of jurassic park and we'll actually learn that steven spielberg had uh some influence over the medal of honor franchise he's always looking to the next generation of technology or or what's the next big thing i mean he made that weird uh movie about vr or whatever it was ready player one Mm. he seems obsessed with that i don't know what his involvement in this game is but uh, apparently it was not what was it called uh the last... drastic park trespasser oh okay, um, okay yeah there's a bunch of different oh <laughs> you know what i f- my favorite thing about some of these tie-in games is just how horrid the uh the animation is <laughs> and a good example of that is the catwoman tie-in game in 2004 which is just disgustingly <laughs> awful i i, I can't it, speaking of terrible animation i bought the spider-man 3 movie tie-in game because the movie is trash Uh, good trash in my opinion, but the game is just, the animation is so inhuman. There's this one thing you can do. You jump up in the air and spam the X button and Spider-Man's body will begin to distort and stretch as he (laughs) attempts to try to keep up with all your button inputs. It's so good, dude.
1: It is so good. Okay. So I just want to, I just want to show you, this is how you check your, um, your, your health in Jurassic Park trespassing. Let this is see, the only thing see. that I know about this game.
0: <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You guys can, can look it up. You want to describe that? You can, no. Why don't you I just don't. describe it? I don't. Go ahead, dude. You
1: have a tattoo somewhere on your body, and you have to look down in order to, to see the tattoo, and you're a lady. <laughs>
0: Uh, Aliens Colonial Marines is a, uh, another horrible movie yeah. time game. Well, People the, hated this game, but did you hear about what happened? Yeah, that the AI was messed up because they spelled something wrong in the code. So what ended up happening with this game is that it's a which it, is uh, crazy. That's it, crazy. It's the Alien franchise. You play as these Marines and you fight the Xenomorphs. But the Xenomorphs were so stupid in the game. Like the reviews were like, "Why is this this terrifying looking creature?" Glitching into the wall, staring at the wall, not even attacking me. Yeah, uh, doing nothing. And ju- I think it was about a year ago. Someone found out that a line of code was misspelled in the game, and literally fixing that code made the AI functional. And yeah. the company that published it, Gearbox, never ever noticed that. So, they, or are they, they just they just assumed it was beyond repair?
1: Yeah. So they misspelled the word tether. Apparently, T e-a-t-h-e-r mm. they spelled it that way um, and so some modders went in and, and just just deleted an a, a single a apparently the game is a lot better <laughs> which is crazy I mean that's crazy but it, it tells you, so, Ge- so Gearbox was making this game alongside Borderlands 2 and the problem was, I watched a whole a, a little video about this game actually uh, which was really interesting and um, apparently they were much much more focused on borderlands 2 obviously than they were this game even though they had taken this contract from sega they had obligations that they needed to to fulfill and so they basically um they put like four guys on aliens colonial marines while the rest of the team was working on borderlands 2 and then near the end of borderlands 2 for the last like six months those four guys we're just working on Borderlands 2. <laughs> and so Sega actually sued them um for for uh um, butchering. No, well, they they sued well yes, but they sued them for like contract breach of contract. Uh, um because they weren't making their game and uh, yeah, apparently the de- the development cycle was just like utterly a disaster. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's why the 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 glitch, you know, that's why there was such a mess. I think what sucks
0: with some of these video game tie-in games or the movie tie-in games is that sometimes these games will be good and they'll strike gold, but then a developer or whoever's in charge of tying in these these um movies into video game adaptations they just start to think that they've struck gold and then they make garbage over and over again i mean a great example is the GoldenEye game on n64 Mm. as far as a james bond game goes you know i think it's fine but it's a great game like it's a great game for the time right yeah four player split screen revolutionized hanging out at a and the party and, and and yeah it's just really great design from rare but the the 007 franchise has just plummeted in game design afterwards. You know, a lot of people like Nightfire. Some people will mention there's another one. Oh man, I cannot remember what it is called. Uh is it Nightfire? There's 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 one more. There's another game besides Nightfire that's pretty good. Mm. But after that, you know, you you start dabbling into From Russia with Love, um, the GoldenEye remake, which is just a Call of Duty clone. I played the crap out of that game. The I remake? played the crap out of the remake, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like one of the only shooters on Wii that felt alright. Mm. Um, but that's not even saying much. The game is pretty bland. Yeah. And yeah. then in 2012 they made a game called 007 Legends that was based on Daniel Craig's character. Again, Daniel Craig was in the 007 GoldenEye remake. Um, but 007 Legends is just trash. And the like GoldenEye's legacy is kind of thrown away yeah there's not a lot of great James Bond games but James Bond would fit perfectly into video game form yeah it you know? would work really
1: well it, it'd almost be like close if you could make it close if I Interactive made a made a James Bond game Those the, are the, guys the people do? who make Hitman oh yeah dude. it'd be so good speaking of like the spy whatever genre I guess um, did you ever play the Bourne uh, video game no um it was called the born conspiracy <laughs> it was pretty fun actually really? yeah it's got good reviews i don't i Does remember it play like
0: a splinter cell because that would be cool yeah
1: it, uh, a little Ooh. bit a little bit um but it was yeah it was a lot of it's got a 70 on metacritic wow. so i mean it's 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 got, it got pretty good reviews i remember i remember enjoying
0: it although i remember absolutely nothing about it yeah <laughs> i know that there are there are a lot of movie tie-in games that end up playing like lego games and we'll talk about the lego mm, games here yeah. in a little bit but games like green lantern the tie-in um movie game from the ryan reynolds <laughs> film and da- adaptation or games like thor god of thunder which is uh thor's time game captain america the first avenger those Did that g- have a g- yes a they in all game? have g- tie-in games wow they are just you mash the square button or the x button over and over to attack and they just seem very very boring yeah um Thor God of Thunder specifically on a list from screen rants as being one of the terrible ones. Lots of quick time events to beat the boss. Boring. Mm, mm.
1: What about, um, speaking of the Aliens franchise though, the other Aliens game that came out like two years later, that was spectacular. Alien vs. Predator? Alien. No, 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 no. Um, Alien uh, Isolation.
0: Isolation. You played that, right? I did play through the beginning of Alien Isolation That game has pacing problems mm-hmm. uh, If you love the Alien franchise You gotta play it yeah. I say. Yeah. Um, The beginning hours Running from the xenomorph is just terrifying And it's really fun too Yeah, yeah. Um, It captures What you would, you would expect From an Alien game I also want to shout out uh, *Aliens*, *Alien vs. Predator*. There's a remake of it that was like 2010 era, somewhere around there. I don't know if it was 2009 or 2011 or 2010, somewhere in there. Um, but there's also a a early 2000 version. I think both of those games are pretty cool. Um, they give you three different campaigns: a human campaign, an alien campaign, and a hmm. uh, a predator campaign. That's cool. And each one plays a little bit different. Just right? like *Rays*. Yeah, the the Alien the Alien campaign is so disorienting cuz you can run up walls and and do a bunch of stuff. I've it on PC. It's really fun and it holds up well. It's super cheap if you're looking for something that's kind of an an old school throwback. Um, it captures its time period and it has a mm. really cool movie tie-in skin. Um and plus, who doesn't want to play as a predator or an alien? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the takedowns are kind of gross. As the xenomorph, though, those those creatures are disgusting. I forget who designed them, but they are terrifying creatures. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of looking at screen. Oh, H.R.
1: Geiger. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yuck. You know, apparently they used, um, like something like ten thousand gallons of KY jelly, Ugh. which is lube. It's just yuck. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those aliens are creepy. Yeah. I love I love the first movie though. The first alien is so good. Yeah, um, you know I I think that Shrek games have been butchered, uh, <laughs> but I would say almost every single one of them is awful. Uh-huh. Um, you know whether you're talking about the direct Shrek tie-in games, or Shrek Super Slam, uh, Sh- uh, Shrek Smash and Clash Racing, <laughs> uh, yeah, just avoid these games at all costs unless you want to make someone suffer Uh, which I I like to do actually this is kind of a side note Cameron knows when I have him over at my house I kind of force him to play different video games I do this with most of my friends for my own enjoyment yeah every Um, now and then the other day I made my friend Bob play every single Gears of War game uh, because I got them all why, Except for though? the new Gears of War 5. Well, because I've never played Gears of War. Yeah, but why did you make him play it? Well, because they split screen. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to endure this alone. Mm. What an experience it was. I want you to know if you're a listener of Everything Comes From Something, we will be doing a winter 2019 games cap or review. Mm. Um... That Just, means we have to play games. We do. We do have to play games. Uh, we're planning to play a a large chunk of them. I know I'm going to play Modern Warfare. I want to play Gears 5. I want to play Control. I don't know if I'll ever get there. Cameron's playing Borderlands 3 right now. Yep. We're going to give you a kind of a rundown of our favorite games that have come out recently. But know this. Cameron and I are poor. We can't afford every single game ever, and I'm also a student that has a job working part time. Cameron's busy doing stuff. We're gonna play as much as we can. We're probably not gonna beat everyone. Maybe games. we can write it off as a Patreon expense. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good use of our funds, Cameron. You know.
1: I know. I'm just kidding. Um, well, yeah. So, so I don't know. I I feel like the video games that are are tie-ins for movies are much better than the other way around yeah. like we can find a lot of good to really good games that are that are you know movie tie-ins
0: we're gonna talk about good ones um let me just close off with the worst one which is the street fighter movie game which uses Is that the worst i mean that, according to the screen rant oh okay i don't know if that's necessarily is, does true, that take though?
1: into account et though
0: et is number four on their list. How, Back to the
1: future's number three. How is that possible? Because E.T. is literally broken. It is garbage. It,
0: it is really garbage. Does not work. Yikes dude, what a terrifying looking game too. <laughs> um, but yeah the Street Fighter movie game. Guys if you wanna play Street Fighter, play Street Fighter. Not Street Fighter the movie tie in game. Yeah, apparently the
1: the production of that was really a disaster too because they only had um they only had the stars from the movie for like for like eight hours to record all of their lines to record all of their all of their pictures because they use like photo they use like pictures to animate the all the moves so all of
0: that is like apparently it's all terrible i think what's frustrating as someone who appreciates video games or movies is how these two genres don't translate well between each other and, and they, they clash, but they really should. That's that's what's frustrating. Uh, I don't know
1: because you got to think about it. Movies are um, are a passive entertainment, right? But the what makes them great is the the um, melding of a bunch of different mediums, right? So you've got you've got photography and and art and um, visual mediums, and then you also have music and writing and acting and it's all it's all melded into one right with video games it's it's an it's not a passive entertainment medium it's a it's an interactive one and so the the fun or the enjoyment comes from the interaction that you get with the with the game right so very mm. often the things that make a video game good are not going to translate into into a, a good movie right you think about like how do you make how do you make Mario a compelling, passive movie? You really can't. I mean...
0: Yeah, Cameron and I were talking about... If the Super we did, Mario movie? Not the Super Mario movie. We were talking about if we made Shadows of the Colossus a film. Mm, yeah. How would you make a game about slaying massive beasts to save your girlfriend compelling? Well, you could make a movie like that, but one of the best parts about that game is witnessing the huge beasts and then almost solving a puzzle. How do I take down this monster... Where do I find the weak points? That's the game. The game yeah, that yeah. is the game. That's what makes the game exciting. With the backdrop of this ethereal environment and kind of a simple save this person story. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's all elevated by the gameplay. And
1: and it just wouldn't. I don't think it would work as anything longer than like a fifteen-minute short film. Like you could make a really good. Um, you, you beat the, the first, you know, Colossus and, and that would probably be the only way that you can do it is like mm-hmm. the art style. You develop the art style and the, you know, the giant looming beast and, you know, you're taking it down. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. That would be a good experiment, but you couldn't make that a two hour yeah, movie. Yeah. And know? I think
0: like taking Wanderer's character, who's the character you play as, putting them on screen you know you're killing these beasts that didn't necessarily do anything to you and that's you don't know why that's one of the the best parts of the game is that you start killing these monsters that aren't really paying attention to you at first yeah and then you aggravate them and kill them and that puts urgency and weight on the player yeah right that's one of the coolest parts about why people regard that game as a masterpiece um but imagine watching that Wow, Wander is kind of an a hole, just killing these monsters. Yeah, yeah. And like you aren't invested in his action because you're not interacting with it. Right. Exactly. So.
1: Yeah, and I think I I think, the other way around, um, it works a little bit better, but you still have to have a compelling gameplay element, right, to tie things in. That's why I think the Alien Isolation, um, game works because the compelling aspect of both the movie and the game is you're hiding from the xenomorph. Right. You know, you want you're and the xenomorph is coming through the walls and, you know, is is you know, basically trying to take you out. But you're with Ripley in that film. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you're like you you are. you're
0: rooting for her and you feel
1: like you're running with her. And, and so, in and in the game, you're you you
0: are Ripley the Ripley character. Right. You, know? you are running. Yeah. So and and that's how it translates well. And I think as we get into the games that make great tie in uh, games. Or the movies that make great time. Yeah. Games. No, no, no. The games that make. Wait. <laughs> How am I saying this? You know what I'm saying, right? No. The I video have no games. Idea. As we get into the video games that are good, that are movie time oh, yes. games. Yes, yes. You'll see that relation, right? I mean, one that people talk about is Treyarch. Treyarch developed Spider-Man 2. Mm, now, yeah. if you, if you know Treyarch, they make Call of Duty games, but they also uh, were burdened with the license of of spider-man when activision had control of that license and they made a spider-man game that isn't by any means it doesn't hold up super well today but what was captivating about that game is how the player could feel like spider-man swinging Mm. um with his webs right and you had control of that. And in the movies, if you watch Spider-Man, if you like Spider-Man, when he swings around on a web, you're like, whoa, Like this is so cool. You're like, I wish I could I do that. I wish yeah. I could do that, right? Yeah. And that's what makes that game translate so well, because they first of all set, they set in and programmed physics that made sense, and the game like basically was strict to those laws. And then they put it in your hands and said, you understand the laws after a few minutes of playing. Now you can understand how to swing your character and create momentum. And then suddenly the player has the freedom to experience that in an open world setting, uh, in a generation where open world games were a little bit more rare. And Spider-Man 2 sticks with players Mm. at that point. Yeah, a lot of people love that game. I think to the testament of the newest Spider-Man game from Insomniac, it's the same feeling. Like, playing that game... That game has sold, what, over 10 million copies or something I think it's like the that? best-selling PlayStation
1: exclusive of all time.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man is, is, like, destroying in the numbers category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you play that game... The second I played Insomniac Spider-Man, I was like, dude, I need this game. I went out and bought it, like, right away afterwards. Because I was like, who doesn't want to swing around like Spider-Man? I could play this for thirty hours. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm almost, I almost have the platinum. I'm super close. I'm just stuck with the crimes, in the areas. I don't want to do the crime area <laughs> ones. They're so boring. <laughs> um, but the game is is fantastic. Mm, it mm. it is fantastic. It is worth buying and playing through, especially now because it's probably reduced price, like forty bucks. Yeah, probably. Um, excellent game though. Excellent game. And and so, continuing with that theme, right, Cameron. Oppositely. Applying games to a film adaptation—how do we? How would someone do that effectively? I guess. Well,
1: here's the thing: it's never been done well. First of all, so
0: I'm skeptical that it could be do could be done well. Well, let's talk about ang- the Angry Birds movie too. Because clearly there's some se- success there, whether you like to admit it
1: or not. What what are we going to talk about? I, I I haven't seen the movie, and I have no intention of.
0: <laughs> yeah, but watching the trailers is enough for me to understand this concept. But and, it, it, and this it is has what nothing to do with Angry Birds, the video game. Exactly. Okay. The only thing that the film takes is the character the design. Video- is the character design, the setting, and the art style? Yeah. Okay. So if you are strict to those rules because that's the only success we've seen how would you make a film from a video game he here's here's what i would say is you can't take
1: you can't, you can't take a story that is told in a video game and apply it directly to a movie i think it's really really hard um, they're they're going to make the uncharted movie maybe Sony um, yeah, is still planning I I don't think
0: it's which like four directors or something like I'm that.
1: kind of skeptical that it's ever going to come out but Tom if Holland it, if it is does cast, yuck yeah no um if it does I don't think it's going to work and the reason why is because that story is told um in a specific way in the game and it's 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 buffed by these really fun elements of gameplay you're connected with the characters but it's also like because you're playing as them and you're involved in 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 a sort of um, immediate way, it feels like you're you're invested, right? Mm. Um, and part of that does have to do with the with the acting. I mean, it it is it is a really well written, well acted game.
0: Um, so here's my fear with the Uncharted film. Uncharted really relies on. The over-the-top set piece for the gamer to experience the yeah. gamer, and and I know someone's gonna hate me for making this comparison, but the set pieces rival a Fast and Furious set piece. Yeah, yeah. But you get to interact with that. You yeah, get to, you get to feel like you're participating in
1: it, and it's intense and it's fun. And there's like, I mean, you, know, you remember the the plane crash sequence in oh, in it's the so third. It's, it's like so good. It's incredible. It's incredible. But I, it just. I don't think it would translate as well my, I mean, Maybe it
0: could, maybe my, it could Yeah, but. my fear is that if those set pieces have to translate to film We are going to get a Fast and Furious movie
1: But that might be fine I mean, it, it, it like I'm thinking about something like uh, um, Mission Impossible Fallout Which has huge set pieces That are really fun That are, you know Held together well by the By the action And by the the fight choreography and you know by a lot of things, I'm, but it's 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 just a fun ride yeah. the whole way through. And you could
0: do that with the Uncharted movie. Do you you think could. That's where video game movies could succeed because I mean I watched John Wick three. Mm-hmm. I had never seen any of the John Wick movies. That would be a good video game. Think about that. I know, but what I was also thinking when I was watching it, it was like this is a video game movie. Yeah, yeah it is a just a crazy action scene. Yeah, right. Yeah, and. Yeah it's so enjoyable like when I watched it the audience was like reacting so positively to the the ride right mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a roller coaster um, do you think video games could succeed in that category and where what kind of games would do well yeah I mean, we've it, talked about uncharted yeah. but like what's another game that you think could fit in that
1: well I took things a little bit differently but I think GTA would probably be the one that that I could see the most um, translating on both a story level and a um, and an action set piece level. I think it could be it could be interesting if you if you took some of the bank heist elements, you took some of the the really interesting, unique character designs and writing, and you know, you you took that um, you know, deprecating British humor and I, I think it could work.
0: I, I think it could I'm work. I'm skeptical of that because Grand Theft Auto steals from film Like it is yeah, it film does. already Well so does Uncharted <laughs> It's a good point yeah it They basically take movies and adapt them to Video games and stamp the Grand Theft Auto title on it I mean literally there's a scene in uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 Where Michael Goes to someone's stilt house in LA Attaches a hook From a truck and pulls down the stilt house That is straight out of Lethal Weapon 2 Like it is literally the same scene Yeah, And uh, let's be real. Michael's pretty much Mel Gibson in, in, in the game. Like he's psycho Mel Gibson. Yeah. Right. So like that kind of stuff, I'm, I would be curious. I would be more curious in a story heavy Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like almost an HBO series. Yeah, that would um, be cool. I think that's where that sort of thing would succeed. As film lovers, though. Cameron, I know you'd probably not want to just see action roller coaster movies. No. Not that there's, there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, can video game movies be more than that? So, so what
1: I'm most interested in video game adaptations is compelling worlds that are already built up in in the, you know in these video games that could be brought to the to the screen and tell a compelling story right and that that doesn't have anything to do with the stories that are told in video games but use the same sort of world use the same thematic elements and bring it to some somewhere that that it hasn't gone before in in video games right so and to me actually what what is most easily translatable and could be really awesome and kind of sort of has also already been done Um, is Dead Space. I think Dead Space could be a really, really compelling, um, sci fi horror movie. Um, because the world and the art style and the character of, of Isaac, who's, you know, the engineer who has to basically use his tools to, to fight off, you know, this alien invasion in his ship. Um, like, I think that's really cool. I think it could be a really well done movie. And it was, they made two animated, um, I don't think they were movies. They were like short films. Mm. Um, they made like two animated ones um, that I heard were were pretty good. Um, another movie that, or another movie that you could make in the, um, in the world of uh, of a video game would be Bioshock. But you really couldn't do the the Andrew Ryan story. You yeah. know what I mean? You really couldn't do the Bioshock one.
0: We've brought up Bioshock before. Let's let's talk about Bioshock a little bit. Because each game is a little bit different. I know 1 and 2 are directly linked. Yeah. What does Bioshock do for those of the people that haven't played it? Like, how, how would you describe that? Because I was very confused by it at first. But I think what's interesting about it is it almost takes an Orwellian approach to storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, how would you define what a Bioshock setting does each game um well a lot of it has to do with
1: with dissecting a hypothetical ideology right so like a lot of it has to do with um taking apart a a a hyper-realized version of like a libertarian society for example for the first one um and putting it underwater putting it in an isolated enclosed environment and then um, exploring what might happen that would utterly destroy the 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 society that's built.
0: It's a dystopia. Yes, basically. it is. Yeah, and there are a lot of films that use dystopia as a setting, and it really amplifies the characters or the characters' journey. Yeah, uh, throughout the movie. I mean, whether that's a zombie apocalypse or a failed government state or I don't know. What's another dystopia? Cyberpunk is kind of a, a an interesting one. Yeah. Um, a, mo- a, a futuristic vibe, but I think where Bioshock really leans is into a political view. Yeah. And I mean, imagine a political thriller that was like the,
1: the, the descent of rapture, you know what I mean? Like something like that, that I think that could be really cool if it was written well, um, like Aaron Sorkin's Bioshock.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you talk about the first season of Game of Thrones and how it's a political thriller, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think political like a fictional political thriller is really can be super compelling if it's done right to people. And then my favorite thing about political thrillers is when they start to crisscross with the world that you might know, but not necessarily originally. Like, you're kind of watching a story like, oh, this is interesting how someone has a view like this and someone has a view like this, and then suddenly those those views merge. I mean, one one of my favorite examples of this is the idea of isolationism um, with the writers of Rohan and Lord of the Rings. Mm, um, yeah. they, they have this approach of, we don't need to help anyone, and we don't need to worry about anything, and you kind of get to explore the politics for about 10 minutes in the movie, and you get bought in, and then suddenly there is... You know a confrontation of why this ideology is wrong yeah. or even the politics in Gondor and Lord of the Rings like there's these like hidden political motivations of the characters and kingdoms and Lord of the Rings and you get to be exposed to that in the backdrop of this epic fantasy adventure right yeah. something like that could be applied on a larger scale with a Bioshock story and. Um, I think the character's journey has to be super duper separate from what the games are because you get to experience that character's journey firsthand in Bioshock. And it's incredible. It's like it's
1: not only is it compelling gameplay wise, but it's also a really deep and interesting story. Um, And I think you can't you can't just copy that with with a movie, that's yeah. the thing. Is you, you'd you have to can't. write
0: in a character that is involved in the dystopia somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I think another another world that could be um really interesting if you explored something totally outside of what's already been done before, um, is the fallout series., um, I think that world is is, I mean the themes of that world is compelling. Um, in its own right, and I think that's why a lot of people like like the Fallout universe. You know, are there movies that are already like that? Because um, well, a lot of the like the like post-apocalyptic, um, you know, post-nuclear war movies um, aren't
0: as stylized, stylized as Fallout has. As Fallout. A, yeah, Fallout has a really cool like fifth stuck in the fifties. Yeah, right. What is that art style called? It's like a forced. Like forever frozen in a
1: noir era. Yeah. It's not just noir though. It's like, it's like very, um, like, like kitschy set pieces. Even Yeah. You know, it's like very interesting. And then even, I think the Fallout 4, um, style of being like, um, almost like hyper American, um, Mm -hmm. was, was really interesting too. You know, there was like some, I don't know. I think, I think there's... Um, I feel like there's just some fascinating things that you could do with that world you yeah. know the the hyper stylized um part of that world um I don't know i think I think again you'd have to you'd have to make it so separate from
0: um from the games and i think when when film development studios are looking at adapting a video game into a movie, this is something that they don't really consider right because yeah. who goes to see a video game adaptation of a film usually just the fan of the video game
1: yeah kind i'm of? even
0: skeptical of that yeah <laughs> I, and and, and, I, and i think most fans of video games are but i think the only reason warcraft was successful under blizzard was the brand recognition was it successful though it was huge in china so yeah, i guess um
1: the movie made lots of money but it has to be that's the thing is if you were gonna make any of those three and i've got one more that i think i'll just i'll just talk about this last one yeah. um i think um any of the like core valve games could be really cool um so think something like half-life or portal um i don't think left for dead would work as well i mean zombies are kind of yeah done. it's overkill um, at this point but, but like the Half-Life games and and Portal especially have such an interesting, unique um, world. They've built a world that I think is really interesting and rife for storytelling.
0: You know what's cool is I think that if done right, Portal might be one of the only games that would work yeah. directly as a good film. Yeah, yeah I think and so. And the whole film would be about isolation and a character that is being tortured and annoyed by an ai component and it like the world is slowly revealed through the game right exactly right? i i mean i've never seen the first saw but i kind of get the idea that you really get to learn that room that they're stuck in and and that's sort of how the story is unveiled through this one room yeah. and dialogue and I think Portal could work in that way. If, if you don't know, Portal is kind of a story about a prisoner who's escaping with some strange gun and this AI is almost testing if it w- if this human is going to succeed through all these tests with a puzzle gun and, like, I think it would actually translate pretty well to a movie. Yeah, and it's humorous. It's got really amazing writing.
1: It's got really... The second one especially has such deep, like, character building surprisingly just like absolutely shockingly yeah um and i don't know it's really it's just really spectacularly well made um but i think the yeah i i I don't know i think i think the world of because half-life and portal exist in the same universe Mm -hmm. um one is the dystopian version of the other i mean they're both dystopian but um eventually but Half Life is like what would happen if Portal went r- really, really wrong, um, and then the second Portal is a response, a direct response, almost to Half Life, because yeah. the whole world is ended. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I think that could work pretty well if they were faithful to the style, um, the humor and they really cared about the the game world. And I think that's kind of um that would make or break any of these these movies is if they were faithful to the to the style of the game, you know, yeah. which I don't think any I think literally none of the movies that I was looking at are
0: like literally none of them. <laughs> Actually, I hear the Tomb Raider one is pretty uh literally cut and dry um from the Tomb Raider reboot game. yeah i guess <laughs> which is a big snooze but i don't know if there's that scene where her head gets penetrated by the spike though probably not no if you don't know the uh, the the Tomb Raider remake every time you died it would show like the most grotesque death it's like a really graphic game it's actually. really disgusting i love the first tomb raider I think it's so the good the reboot. Yeah,
1: the reboot. Not the, the first, first. Not Tomb, Tomb Raider one. No. Yeah, but the Tomb Raider reboot. Yeah, I think it's so good. And and actually, the story is pretty good. Um, but I don't think you could do it as a sort of um, fun, campy PG thirteen movie. Like yeah, they tried. <laughs> like, and you, it
0: wouldn't make sense to watch
1: the main character die over n- and over again. No, it wouldn't. But but the I mean part. What, unless it was, like, a Groundhog Day. Part, part of what made um, uh, Tomb Raider, the, the reboot, really interesting was that Lara Croft essentially went from a naive um, archaeology, you know, she was, like, I think she just graduated or whatever. Like, she was really young and naive to a, sort of, like, a hardened badass, essentially. Like, that's that's kind of what... what the first the, game, the reboot? Yeah, that's what the first game was... was trying to go for and i think it really works and there's a really really um amazing scene it's the first time you kill anybody in the game um and she's being attacked by this guy you're on like kind of a cliffside um and and she she takes his gun and 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 shoots him and then she she just she just weeps and it's like really shocking and sad And then you murder everybody else in the game. so (laughs) (laughs) You know. No
0: more tears after the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Just a cold-blooded killer. Well, hey, I think, you know, our our sort of thesis on how to adapt a video game to a movie is unique. And I've never really heard anyone talk about it. And I like the way that you sort of broke it down, Cameron. But I want to switch gears to the reverse, which is turning a movie into video games, which tends to be more successful. um, And actually, we have a lot more success. We wanted to point out a few for you. This is just a small list of games that Cameron and I were discussing. We talked about Spider-Man 2. Cameron, you played the Toy Story games? Yeah, Toy Story 3, I did. Toy Story 3 on the Xbox 360, I have heard, is better than people give it credit. It is really good.
1: There's like a... An open world kind of quest-based mode. It's called Toy Box, I think. Um, that was really fun. It, it, like you, you collected things and you built. Um, you kind of built up the town, and there's there's some really interesting um, dynamics going on. I I really only played that portion of the game
0: yeah obviously the the game involves a campaign that's level based and each level kind of has a creative design behind it yeah where you'll go from you know running around andy's room collecting things to i think like jumping around a trash compactor uh there's also a level that involves you playing buzz lightyear in the actual toy video game video game which is Super cool from from to- Toy, Toy Story two. 2. Yeah, yeah, Toy Story 2's opening is them playing a Buzz Lightyear video game. You actually get to play the video game in the video and that, game,
1: and that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, totally does not have anything to do with the movie. No, the tone is very different.
0: Yeah, the Toy Story three game is yeah. very
1: different. They went for fun,
0: and I think yeah, that's exactly. probably a good thing to go for. I actually played the Toy Story one game on Nintendo sixty four. Have I ever beaten the first level? No probably not no who has actually beaten levels in in nintendo 64 but i did really enjoy the game have you ever beat mario 64
1: that is a hard game like impossibly hard i haven't beat it on the did i beat it i haven't beat it on the n64 but i have on the ds
0: i think i'm close on the ds i'm pretty sure i'm on the final boss yeah it's really hard But it's like you. Whenever I get there I can't beat him And then I'll end up Just being like Ah go play TikTok clock again I need <laughs> to get one more And one more star And then I fall off And die yeah. But uh, yeah Toy Story on the N64 Is a collectathon yeah. I want to go play that Yeah it's inter- Yeah I want to go play it It's fun I, The one thing I will say About Toy Story games Is that At least I've never played it, I don't know if there's A Toy Story 2 game But Toy Story 1 And Toy Story 3 Have a level in Andy's room and it's, like, really fun to be able to jump around in Andy's room because they recreate Andy's room. And yeah. that's just a fun thing. You know, it's like, I saw it in the movie, now I get to mess with it in the game. Um, sticking with the Pixar theme, there is actually a Cars game that Cameron and I have both played, uh, Cars and Cars 2. Cars 2 is more racing heavy, but Cars 1, this this game is basically like hardcore Mario Kart. It is wild. And it's it's open world, too. The
1: it's first like one. The first the one. The first is one world. is, yeah. Yeah. It's it's an open world cars game. You could like literally crash into any of the citizens, and they like fly away, and they're like ah.
0: There's <laughs> no die. citizens in cars.
1: No, the the, the other car cars. the other cars. Yeah. yeah, those are the citizens. Ah. Um. You know, I remember you 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 could run into Luigi, and he'd like he'd <laughs> like he'd like make Italian noises. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, you could
0: drive around. You could go down. Do you to think the anyone's gonna listen to this podcast and think, "Man, I gotta get my hands on <laughs> on cars." cars the one. video game. Cars. The video game. Just no, because but Isaac better than, hey, told me better. Hey, it's better than the movie. Whoa. Yeah, it is. Calm down there. It is. It's better than the movie. It's okay, I don't like cars. Who cares about cars? In any case, the only thing I remember about Cars is when Lightning McQueen, Kachow Kachow, is sitting in his trailer sleeping and the Speed. street racers oh, no. <laughs> come alongside the, the the big rig. And every time I drive on 101 towards LA at night, that's what I'm thinking about. So That's so true, but yeah, definitely. Let's talk about some more good video games that are tie-ins from films. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Let's talk about a flip-flop here the movie x-men origins wolverine is trash absolute garbage but the game (laughs) if you're looking for a devil may cry hack and slash that is bloodier than the movie it is rated m and this game is visceral Mm. like wolverine just goes ham on the enemies you get to mash buttons you get to do crazy killer combos you get to fly through a helicopter (laughs) cockpit as wolverine um Yeah, I would say if you're looking for a hack and slash, I don't know if this one's on backwards compatibility for Xbox One, but if it is and you're looking for some Wolverine action, not a bad pick. Mm -hmm. Another tie-in game that works, apparently it's pretty short according to the IGN review, only six hours, is Peter Jackson's King Kong game. I have not played very much of it. I had it on GameCube. Interesting concept. For the time, it was uh, graphically impressive. You played as the film crew on the island, killing lots of weird enemies enemies and you know the island's creepy and weird in that peter jackson movie completely over the top you have shotguns, spears uh lots of big spiders and As things like film that crew <laughs> yeah that's the that's the movie have you seen king kong king? No. no really no so i've watched the original, Peter jackson's king kong doesn't matter Origi- oh I've seen the original one. Yeah. The original King Kong and Peter Jackson's the story is a film crew goes to film a movie on a creepy island. That's I know but story. you're
1: but you're you're taking out a bunch of stuff as a cho- with the shotguns and stuff as a film crew.
0: I've never had a shotgun on set. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I that's just for the sake of gameplay. Yeah, I guess so. I mean you get spears eventually from the natives and then you get to play as King Kong too. Punch some dinosaurs. I have not. I don't really remember this game too much. I just know that people Mm. regard it as Mm. good. I don't know if it holds up at all. Mm. Speaking of games that don't hold up at all, GoldenEye on N64. Do you go back and play it for respect? Yes, amen. Do you go back to actually play it? Lord, no. You do not. I I will recommend that you do not play this game. It's hard. It's hard going back to
1: that, um, that control style. It's, like, impossible.
0: I would I would put it as Dunkey put it on YouTube. He said that if you get to go play GoldenEye with mouse and keyboard through a mod on PC, the game is incredible. Mm. Uh, so if you want to play the campaign, for some reason you have this dying itch to revisit GoldenEye, somehow hack your computer, play it on an emulator with mouse and keyboard, and you can enjoy it. But I would not recommend playing it on N64. Especially, I would not recommend playing it with your cousin, who has never really played video games since college, and the only game he did play was... Goldeneye, and yeah, I found out one Christmas Eve night, that never he, to mess with my cousin. He whooped you. He whooped I didn't you. even know you could move in the game the way he did. <laughs> <laughs> he played it like I play Call of Duty on a modern controller. I was like, how are you moving like that? I don't know how you're doing it, but you are. Yeah. Hey, I think
1: you meant the um, Toy Story 2 uh, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue game. Uh, Let me game. see. On N sixty four. On N sixty four. The the Toy Story one was, um, Toy Toy Story one was on the. You're right. That is the game. Toy Story two. Yeah. My bad. Um,
0: Toy Story one was on. Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo. Wow. My bad. Yeah. Toy Story two is the game I played on N sixty four. Yeah. Very cool. Rockstar made a tie in game called For the Warriors. Uh, really late. I think they made it in 2004, and the movie came out in the 90s. Um, just to beat him up, I don't know anything about it. I'm just shouting it out. Same goes for Chronicles of Riddick.
1: Vin Diesel those games likes are
0: good. video games. Oh yeah, he's got a huge World of Warcraft tattoo. And so he also made sure his movie tie-in games were good. Shout out to him, I guess. I don't know if he actually had any sort of influence with that. Um, but in a similar era, the Matrix video games came out. They are a Max Payne rip-off, rip off, but if you can play them, I don't know how you would play them. Uh, I saw Funhouse do a gameplay video of some of the old Matrix games. They look so goofy fun. I don't <laughs> think they hold up well at all, hmm. but uh, they they look like a good time. Um, I would say that I had fun with Iron Man on... on uh, xbox 360 but then again i only played the demo and, and i know that game does not have good reviews but it's like on, I who doesn't want to fly game. who doesn't i played fly? it on wii and it was terrible but you know to be honest it was wii so i'm gonna make a compelling argument for transformers revenge of the fallen on xbox 360 no one in the world has <laughs> oh, played this gosh. game but me but oh, let gosh. me explain to you why this game is an incredible video game tie-in game Just think about this for a second. Third-person shooter, and then you can instantly transform into any vehicle, depending on your character that you're playing, and then turn the game into that kind of game. So, you know, suddenly you're a sniper character that's hiding on buildings, Rampage style. You've been climbing up buildings, shooting at other big robots, and then you transform into a jet. Boom. <laughs> now you're playing Battlefield 3. You're doing strafing runs um, until you hit the skybox limit and the game glitches like crazy. Or you're playing as a sports car that's climbed up a building you can turn into a car and boost jump across buildings, dude. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen on Xbox 360 had some very unique gameplay elements. There was something about it that I loved. I don't know if I was just a weird kid that was really into Lincoln Park, but <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. There was something special about that game. You can't play it anymore. No one's playing it online. There's mm-hmm. no point to even go try and play it. Um, similarly, I actually recently went back to play this. I don't know why I own this game. I played Tron Legacy. What in the world? <laughs> uh, the movie tie-in game. Is it just a bunch of mini games? It's all those no. like the so they had, they had a throwing com- frisbees they had at a each combat other combat arena online. Yeah. Now the actual game was a Prince and Persia ripoff. Uh you would run across walls and throw discs at people. Um it was a button mashing melee game. But the con like the best arena fighting sections of it was not the player versus player, but it would be player versus player with vehicles. So, oh, yeah, it was so, a motorcycle. So you could, like, throw your discs to fight characters close combat, but at any time you could pull out a bike and drive and then do, like, you wanted to cut off people Tron bike style. There yeah. are a lot of good, like, light bike ripoff games on iOS where you can play actual Tron in a 3D way, and those yeah. games are really fun.
1: Yeah, but, I, I like that because you have the the stream behind you yep, yep. and uh, the light stream or whatever as you could cut off people
0: and then and then they, you know. Tron makes sense to be transitioned to a video game. yeah. But well, I would I say Tron Legacy is uh, not a good call to, to go back and visit. And I, I have played it recently, Tron Legacy. I don't, I don't oh, know you i it's with my it, life. Isn't it Tron Evolution? Right. Sorry. Yes. But it's Tron, the Tron Legacy yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Tron Evolution. Yeah. But here's what I wanted to say about movie... ...tie-in video games. The direct tie-in games, as you can tell from the list, is not very long uh, in terms of good quality. And they're older, and they're weirder, and it's because video game developers have gotten smarter.
1: Mm. They just make iOS games. No.
0: Take (laughs) Pandemic's example... Pandemic as a studio that does not exist anymore but what they did is they would take the license and setting of a game and make a game that was separated yet sort of connected i.e. Star Wars Battlefront 2. That came out alongside Revenge of the Sith, not exactly at the same time, a little bit after. I think it's a year 2005. after. 2005. There is a Revenge of the Sith tie-in game that people like? Really? Yes.
1: I I remember actually the Clone Wars tie-in game. Jedi-O- did you play that? No. The Clone Wars tie-in game. I remember you play as Mace Windu in the opening w- level, and you're running around the Geonosis battlefield, and you're slicing up people, I and it's a lot of fun. No, I think I might own it. I on, remember having on fun. PC.
0: But the Star uh, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith game, people consider it to be a dumbed-down uh, Jedi Order sequel mm-hmm. uh, that that follows the 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 uh, less RPG elements yeah yeah the it it kind of follows Revenge of the Sith but Star Wars Battlefront 2 it it like merges really well with what a movie tie-in game should be and and you saw this actually with the original Star Wars Battlefront Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 EA came out right before the last Jedi and how did they tie it into the last Jedi they released the last Jedi map in December and they tied it in they were like this is the way that we're gonna do our game we're gonna make a game first and then tie it into the film And Star Wars Battlefront 2 was a complete failure, but... (laughs) Utter disaster. If you play the Battle of Crate on Star Wars Battlefront 2, take it for what it is. Is it something you're going to want to play for 50 hours? No. But there is nothing... Like, that game nails what the movie feels like mm, mm. Uh, that that whole battle scene I don't know did I ever make you play it Cameron
1: I think so yeah
0: it launches you in those little weird like yeah, salt yeah, skiffs yeah, yeah, yeah. and you fight against like there's like this pressure of these walkers marching towards a bunker and you're trying to defend the yeah, bunker and you with fly your team yeah. and it's like that's, that's cool that's amazing like how how that ver- that moment in the film is adapted to a game where you can play and almost experience what Star Wars is does it, does it last forever no is it something that you want to play all the time no but it's like, that's kind of where movie tie-in games have gone. I mean, you look at Crystal Dynamics' Avengers game that's coming out. What do I think of that game? I don't know. It looks kind of bad. But they're going for something where it's like, we know Avengers is a thing that exists, hmm. and we're going to make a game that revolves not, around our own story. That is that, not the movie. Yeah, that applies to the principles of the gameplay that we want to design first um this happens a lot actually and and you see a ton of success with this i mean we talked about spider-man already star wars games you were talking about republic commandos which is a game that follows a squad of of clones of clones yeah. like we're uh high-end like special ops clones and that game still holds up i played it on pc recently and it's like it's fun it's, it's a cool. lot of fun. It's, really it's a cool. good it's a weird like first person star wars call of duty game basically <laughs> yeah it's like a star wars first person shooter yeah it's a yeah. lot of fun um, um I I think a great example of this, though, is the Arkham series. Oh, yeah, totally. The Batman Arkham series nails what the films capture Hmm. about it, right? Like, trying to... I mean, I don't want to overstep, but, like, the Batman movies make you witness a hero who's trying to hold it together and and save a city. And that's what you get to feel like you do in the Arkham games. It's not as deep as the Dark Knight. I know the Dark Knight has a lot more complex themes than just that yeah but i mean
1: arkham city has a really interesting story too i mean it's got some it's got some really cool elements
0: to it and um, awesome box art oh yeah i love arkham city's box oh, art. oh so good it's like all white yeah except for the bat symbol right it's like the bat symbol's gray or something no no, no or, it's all white with batman uh like brushing his nose and there's blood oh, red blood yes, coming yes, out yes, of it it's yes. like Basically one crazy night where you have to try to lock down Arkham City and it's just that game's awesome, dude. That game oh, that's totally, the that's the game of the year. Edition. That's the version I had.
1: I had the game of the year yeah. version. Yeah. What's the actual box art? Um kind of the same but dumber. Black and
0: white? Yeah. Oh, it still looks great. It does. It yeah. still looks great. But that
1: that is the blood That's sick, yeah. Yeah,
0: the blood coming out of his nose, dude. Um those Batman games are so good. It's like Well, this, it makes you feel like you are batman too it's Kill like me, Cameron. it's so Kill me.
1: but it's so like the stealth and the like you you feel like you're putting the fear into those goons
0: hearts you know oh i you, love the chatter in the game oh the, yeah the so okay. criminals are like when i get my hands on the bat i'm gonna show him who's really boss and then you like did you like turn
1: out the you like sh- you know battering the light and then it, and then like you know string one guy up and then they start to like freak out you know it's so much fun it's such a good
0: game yeah Uh, yeah that i want to i really want actually i think i'm gonna get games passed tonight and probably get batman do it i gotta i gotta play that game again um but this 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 pattern has formed with game developers where they start to take license from films and adapt them into basically their own version of the game Cameron asked me the same question that I asked him before we started recording, which is, I asked Cameron, what video games would you turn into a movie and how would you do it? And the question replies to video games, what movies would I turn into a video game and how would I do it? And as I thought about this list, I started thinking about movies like Blade Runner. And I was like, Blade Runner would be an awesome video game. Oh, wait. CD Projekt Red is releasing Cyberpunk 2077. That is Blade Runner. Sort of I mean it's it, it sort of is, but it's sort of Blade Runner. but it, it gets close to what it is and, and and I think if a game was like Blade Runner, it would be basically cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, yeah, maybe more of a detective focus on on what that game could be. And it's not completely relying on what it, it's not strict to what Blade Runner's art style is, but it's like, oh, there there it's like there are adaptation adaptations of film in video game form that like aren't necessarily clear but they definitely are like you think about the movie Rocky right like Rocky ooh a punching game would be oh wait there's a game called Punch Out already mm, mm. and it's an over stylized cartoon gameplay focused boxing game you think about a a, a movie like Drive <laughs> and it's got a it's
1: got a game already Hotline Miami <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the Hotline Miami developers put the Drive jacket in the first level.
1: Yeah, and, well, I mean, it's... If only that game had, like, a racing mode, you know what I mean? Where you had to, like, go, you know... Drive doesn't even have that much driving in it, though. Yeah, but it's got the
0: that part in the beginning where you, you, yeah, yeah. you hide from the cops. You think about heist movies, right? Like, you take Heat or Baby Driver, mm. and you're like, wait, there's already movies or video games that capture the feeling of these movies you look at grand theft auto 5 really embraces the heist um hollywood heist kind of movie or or payday is a good franchise that kind of captures the heist thing um movies like star trek where you're like man diplomatic action space adventure that kind of sounds like mass effect it's not it's not exactly the same but it's like these companies have captured what has been popularized and adapted it into what a video game needs to be for the player's sake right and and i think part of that
1: has to do with i think a lot of the compelling themes that make a good world um in in film also make a good compelling world in in games and then the gameplay element is added on top of that right yeah and, and the gameplay play element is what's most important you think about like hotline miami where it's it's essentially uh i don't know what would you what would you it's a twin stick shooter but it's like really hard very unforgiving
0: you could say it's a, a bullet hell action game yeah yeah like. yeah
1: definitely um but the gameplay is really what's key, even though it takes some of the art artistic notes from from Drive. You know, it takes it from these like um really interesting um like synth eighties kind of vibes, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and and I think that this pattern is just repeated over and over again. I mean, you want an Indiana Jones game uncharted's probably the closest you're gonna get obviously if we adapted uncharted into a film you would be just called an indiana jones clone right and that's something that you and i were talking about before yeah. we started um another one is like you want a game that's based on the movie the godfather is there a godfather game probably i think there but is But there is a mafia game it's pretty close grand theft auto 3 tries to capture mob vibes and mob ties in new york city uh, that's sort of like it's whole backdrop I played Liberty City Stories which is basically a a new mob centered focused game in, in the GTA 3 world um, yeah. but it was on PSP so I played a bunch of it this does not mean I don't have a list of games that I think would be good uh, adaptations of movies hmm. so let me hit you with them Cameron and I, I want to know what you think hit me hit me Come on, I want you to do (laughs) it This list, dude This list is nuts All right, hear me out here We'll start with a pretty easy one An Avengers game Sure, already doing it They're already doing it This is what I'm frustrated about The the Avengers game Crystal Dynamics I think they're a fine studio But I don't think they're fit for what um, They're out to catch Mm. I think that the Avengers game should be Made by the people who did God of War and okay. put it in the combat system of God of War because God of War mashes fighting and punching with range combat, mm, yeah. which is something that's very difficult to do. Uh, and it does it. It does it, it, so does it flawlessly. Can you imagine if Kratos was just Iron Man? Yeah, no, that'd be it'd, awesome. Yeah, it would. It would fit perfect. Or Thor, that's a Thor. Good, Thor good would fit. probably Captain be America. It fits because yeah. he can throw his shield, but he also punches people with his shield.
1: Iron Man, you'd want more of the like. Um, God of, so Kratos, you cannot move basically. Yeah, you're like you're like slow and lumbering, and you you jump around. A it would little obviously bit, be like, a little bit different yeah. per character. Yeah, right. Well, it'd have to be a. I think I think what would be most interesting, and hopefully the Crystal Dynamics um, team does this, is making each of the characters feel unique, interesting, have their own combat styles, have their own sort of things that they all. Um, uniquely do. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Here's the thing, though. Here, Here's what I want to say about it. You either go for a weighted, aggressive, like, kind of style of a game like God of War for, for an Avengers game, where the characters are really heavy and, and punchy. You know, like, playing Hulk with a God of War combat would be <laughs> super cool. You know? Like, yeah. I just picture Kratos with the fist mode, where he's like, punching people. That would mm-hmm. be like Hulk. Or... You give the license to a company like Sucker Punch. Oh, they could do so well. Now the game becomes a fast, frantic, super quick action game. Um, I actually think Sucker Punch would do really good with a Justice League game. Just because Mm. of the way they have like fast running um, with Delson in Infamous Second Son, where you can run super quick. That'd be super cool for the Flash. I've just never seen um, that company do anything with actual flight they've only been do, done gliding mm-hmm. um but i think the way cole flies in the first two infamous games well and the um the smoke
1: stuff in in second son oh that's right you know and the angel like, gliding whoosh, 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 yeah you
0: know? yeah so i think they would do a really great job doing a superhero game.
1: i do think don't you think um the the guys who do um arkham city are gonna make a justice league game though i hope i hope I really, I gotta we'll play see. Arkham City. I, I don't really, know. They've I, been, they've been pretty quiet on what they're doing. I think it would make sense to make Superman a is game. just tough. You gotta kill really Superman tough.
0: at the beginning of the game. That's like literally the only way I see them doing it. Or make Superman the villain. Make Superman die at the beginning and then have you play him at the end. Yeah, maybe. And then have him get shanked with kryptonite right at the end battle. So Batman has to win. <laughs> you're like everyone just wants to play Batman. Let's be real. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, okay, so that's my Avengers game pitch. Just I think it should be a different developer besides uh, Crystal Dynamic. That's that's my opinion about it. All right, hear me out here. Jaws, the video game. Okay. What do you do? You play as Jaws. <laughs> What's the objective? <laughs> it's a $20 game. You cause as much havoc as possible. That would be fun. But there's a system where you can grow to Megalodon size. <laughs> So, at first, you can only start by eating small boats, actually surfers, and then you can get to small boats, and then you can get to big rigs, and then you can get to cities. Mm-hmm. You can just eat cities. Wow. Uh, and wow. basically, it's Jaws eats the world. Let's do that. I think that game would be tons of fun.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I it would. I, but like, the I think bigger the game you, already
0: exists, though. I think it's called Hungry Shark.
1: The bigger you get, the more people are trying to kill you.
0: Yes yeah.
1: So it would become like a military They'd start to try to shoot nukes
0: <laughs> uh, that, That's basically <laughs> where the game would go. You eat the nuke
1: and you <laughs> you, grow, you, you grow like so big <laughs> It would be like You're beautiful Katamari It
0: would be like beautiful Katamari oh, But for Jaws oh.
1: I loved Katamari Damacy I thought yeah. it was so much fun So
0: relaxing of a game <laughs> I'm serious <laughs> you're gonna love some of these games Cameron okay. Godzilla I think I know they're Godzilla games let's just yeah. let's get them to make a uh, Rampage style Godzilla game or lots of different monsters I was talking boom boom to you, boom. I was talking to you about um,
1: War of the Monsters that yep. game is so much fun on the PS2 they need to remake that game actually
0: I'm gonna be honest, uh, 100% honest I'm sure THQ might do something with it if they haven't bought it already THQ Nordic yeah um, maybe <laughs> but I don't think I'd buy a Godzilla game even if they made it here's another one okay the titanic what do you do in the titanic oh, video no. game it's actually a um ah, what's it's the, just that level of zombies? lover no no no. lovers in a dangerous space time where you're you're all you're responsible in making sure the ship uh tries to survive for as long as it can <laughs> and and it's almost like a simulator where it's like you know you'll be hit but what can you do to prepare for it mm. and um but then you also have to manage guests uh expectations and you know guest happiness make sure that the diner's until they running all die. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's the game to see how many people you can get out without dying
1: um yeah what if it was like it wasn't advertised as a titanic game right and you didn't realize that you were on the on the titanic until you <laughs> until you you, you hit the iceberg. So it was really just like a cruise simulator that was like set in a in you know 19- cruise simulator Titanic edition nineteen oh three
0: or whatever. And, you- <laughs> and then you you just abruptly after twenty minutes of gameplay. No no weing, no, weing. it's like <laughs> iceberg inbound. You will now die.
1: Try no, to get as many. People. Imagine this. Imagine this. You spend like, you spend like fifty hours in the game. Right. You're, yeah. You like. You're like oh man My cruise is running so well All of my employees are happy All of my customers are happy
0: <laughs> And then you hit an iceberg And, and all there's these nothing di- you could do All these dialogue options come up What do we do captain but And you're everyone an option, dies. Uh, Lower the boats uh, Get me my whiskey uh, You know You <laughs> have to go down with a ship <laughs> It's like a character choice It's a telltale series Where you're like Can I choose to stay or go I have to choose One of the two (laughs) Okay that's terrible Okay that was a great idea Thank you Um, Here's another one Back to the future Hear me out If you've played Titanfall 2 There's a mechanic Mm. in the game Where you can switch between worlds Mm. You switch between um, The future and the past Just with the click of a button There's like a thing he holds in his hand And he goes But like the worlds begin to interact with each other So it's like you'll appear in the world and the guards will be like, where the heck did you come from? Then you disappear, you go back in time and there's suddenly like these wolves that are like hunting you there but you'll disappear from the wolves. Now you're back in the past where there's security and the security's like, what the heck? How did he move so quick, you know? Mm -hmm. So apply that to a small to medium-sized open world with character dialogue and options and a DeLorean. You get to hide a DeLorean and the whole game is like you going from... The future and back or or you're having to collect resources in the past to be able to go to the future um and then when you're in the future you can always go back but if you go back then you have to find materials again Mm -hmm. and there are different materials that power your car and i think it i think it could be a really interesting game
1: yeah but you you couldn't be able to like switch all the time like not all the time. time But yeah. I think
0: it would be cool if you burned down a building in the past and went to the future, mm, that it yeah. was like rebuilt or it, something like, like interact. interactive. Like that. Yeah. yeah. That, that would be cool. And I think that it would really cool. surprise players, and I think it would be something interesting. Definitely. All right. I'm okay. on board. We are at an hour 23. I want to finish up Let's my last few. Here. I know. I got to finish my last. Oh my gosh. It's already two o'clock. I'm dead today. All right. I think Die Hard would make a great Splinter Cell mm. kind of like ripoff game. Um, defend a tower or defend something, whatever. You're, you're barefoot. You gotta find shoes. Quest jumper. There's not much to say about Die Hard. I think it'd be fun. Inception. Mm. Dream, dream heists. Dream heists. All right. That would be pretty dope. How would you like incorporate the dream? Get element, remedy though. to make the game. Okay. Because apparently control is trippy and makes no sense. Okay. Tell him it has to be dream heist. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Everything else can be whatever you want. Mm. I'm sure Remedy's going to smoke a bunch of weed and they will <laughs> come up with some ridiculous... Do a bunch of cocaine. Game. Yeah, uh, this ridiculous, crazy, trippy, like, game. And, and just make it a third-person shooter or something mm. like that. Mm. Put in some stealth mechanics and, uh, yeah, it'd be really awesome, I mm. think. Here's my final one, and as a huge nerd, I must fight for this one to be a real thing. Because I think it would be the most streamed game ever. Make a Lord of the Rings game with permadeath. Mm. Open world uh, RPG system kind of game. Similar to Breath of the Wild where you have an objective. Mount Doom. The game starts. You know what you're supposed to do. Objective. Mount Doom. Your whole party is level one. You're Mm. leaving uh, Rivertown or whatever it's called. Uh, Why wouldn't you be leaving the Shire? Oh, like, that would be fun. If you start from the shy. you just never went to the Elf Village, got no one else. Well, you could not go to the, the the Elf
1: Village, but you could, but if it was, like, such a huge open world, how would you do that, though? Because
0: it, it would have to be huge. But it would be like Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Have you played Breath of the Wild? No. When the game starts, it, it limits you to a small area, and then it starts, and it says, you can go fight the final boss right now. Go for it. <laughs> and you can't get there. I mean, speedrunners do it. They yeah. can, they, and that's probably the most fun thing to watch is watching someone with a stick and a broken shield try to rush the final <laughs> boss right at the beginning of the game you can beat the game in an hour if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. um, but instead what most people do is okay well there's these four points of interest before you go to the final boss when you go to those four points of interest you get health and, and that's how you power up your character to be ready right, to right, fight right. the final boss so it would be the same thing right build up an army If you want to get into Mordor, you should probably have the Cloak of Invisibility. You should probably have the uh, Ethereal Armor or whatever. You should probably have these certain things to get there, and you'll probably breeze through it once your party's ready and set. But you integrate Permadeath, it could just be very interesting, especially if every character is playable. Frodo dies, Sam picks up the ring, and he's like, I can do this. Having Gandalf uh, carry the ring and become insanely oh, overpowered man. watching your whole party just die off and Gandalf's like doesn't matter. Gandalf's, I've got the ring. Gandalf's the only character that can come back.
1: Oh yeah, Interesting, of, course, right? of course, of like, course. Like he's
0: the one that can come back from permadeath. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't this game be awesome? Could be cool. I, Although they
1: already made the the two best Lord of the Rings games ever. It's called Shadow of, of
0: Mordor. <laughs> Yeah, Shadow Mordor and Lord of the Rings Conquest. Don't be forgetting <laughs> Pandemic's perfect Battlefront clone. Uh, if you I remember, there's isn't it the
1: battle of um, the battle of Gondor, and you you can ride on those big dragons,
0: right? At one point, you? in Conquest, I think so. Right, I know that Shadow of War, you can actually ride those yeah, dragons, yeah,
1: yeah. which is cool. Let me Sh- just Shadow of- Mordor was such a good game. So like, I the combat it. was
0: spectacular. I loved it until my save file corrupted. Oof. Big oof. That's too bad. I know you could be the big orcs in Lord of the Rings conquest. Mm, yeah. What are those things called Nazgûl? N- uh no, the Nazgûl were the or maybe? I don't know. Playing as the Nazgûl.
1: Couldn't I thought you could ride Oh
0: that. no no no. You could play as a, a dark rider. What is the Nazgûl yeah. called? I don't know. Dragons. Um uh, I I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You could <laughs> you could play as the Balrog in that game. Really? Yeah. Oh Dude, man, that's so get, cool. Um can I figure this out Lord of the Rings Conquest Xbox 360? <laughs> How much is that? Is it backwards compatible?
1: If it's not oof you have to reg- resurrect your your 360 no
0: no no i have it on playstation 3 oh do you yeah i don't think it is damn it's too bad oh the servers have been shut down oh. it's okay they got instant action in those in that game so <laughs> you you don't you don't need to Oh yeah, could the, you, the you Hobbit have, video game. You remember that, Cameron? No, I remember. David Almond used to make me play that on a PC. Couldn't you play, or you could play as like,
1: um, the, the like Sauron's army, right? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The game is just Star Wars Battlefront with the Lord of the Galactic Conquest. It's so good. Mm. They just said conquest. <laughs> Defeat the enemies of Sauron and blah, 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 blah. Capture the command post. It's the same game, dude. Yeah. It's the same game. It's just with way more broken mechanics, for sure. (laughs) There was like, the warrior had a throwing axe, and you could throw, hit people with the throwing axe, and they would go flying. They would go flying off cliffs. You could use it as a, like, a tool to knock people off the ledge. It was so good. It's wild. The game is, is really, really stupid. Check it out. I'll, I'll hook it up next time you come over, okay? Yeah, let's do it. We'll play it. I think that wraps it up for Everything Comes From Something. We hope you've liked our conversation about video game movies and and movie video game. Here's the thing. Things. Here's the thing.
1: Don't make video game movies. Let's stop. Just stop making video And if
0: you're going to make a video game movie, you have to do it with a distance from the movie. Yeah. Don't just copy from the, video the movie. You gotta make a game first. You gotta make a game first, or you gotta make a movie first. And this is where executive studios do not know how to do things. Just stop. Just stop doing it. Stop making
1: video game movies. That's all I'll say. You can make movie video games.
0: That's fine. What's your favorite camera? If you had to recommend to someone, to obviously you don't want to talk about movies that are are from video games, but Mm -hmm. what's your favorite video game that's from a movie? Probably Battlefront Two. Does that count? I would Do you say have a direct tie-in? Yeah, I'd say Battlefront 2 is probably my favorite, too. If, if that's how it goes. It's definitely the one I put the most time into. No. As far as direct tie-in goes, check out the Incredibles game on GameCube. Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Don't check that out. Do not play that in game. In any case, let's let's we, We've played let's a lot of junk. Let's wrap it up. Everything comes from something is currently 100 fan funded by listeners like you, and we wanted to shout out our executive producers Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes from Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/ecfspodcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars. Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows. And you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much. And we will see you next week.